Good morning. Good morning, all my ninjas. Happy Tuesday. Thank you for, uh, oh, wait, okay. Um, thank you everyone for tuning in today and coming and showing up again. That is part of being in the world of ninja is showing up, showing up, blocking out your time, being dedicated to the path, the process, where we are. Um, so please just know that I am super grateful that you're all here. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who did the homework last week. It was like overwhelmingly cool to see, like I'm, Greg shared a little screenshot of what we see on our end when people are submitting their homework. Um, so it's really cool just to see how committed and dedicated everyone was over the last week. Um, and I'm excited for what's to come. Um, as a reminder, we, uh, in the intro to Slack channel here in Colorado, and there's also a Slack channel in OKC, um, there is a link that goes in there and there's also a little button that says submit homework here. I know some of you slacked it to me, so be patient if I'm behind on that. Sometimes I get a lot of slacks in a day and I get a little bit behind in putting that data. Um, but I do appreciate those of you who worked around to try to make sure that it was seen that you were participating and doing what you were supposed to. Um, we are going to dive in to the next section today. So every week's gonna build on what we learned the week before. Um, last week was obviously all about our mindset. Um, I'm curious if anybody found themselves just like going about their days differently, going about their conversations differently when they started their days with gratitude or started putting out their affirmations into the world. I mean, has anybody seen any little like nuggets of um, change or uh, difference from just that little week last week? More focused? Totally. I definitely feel that as well. Oh yeah, Ben. Ben, you have been up doing your affirmations long before this. It's awesome. It is. It's really nice to um, to start your day with intention, right? So it's all about being on purpose. And I think that that's what I'm seeing a lot of, like with focus, more times in your mornings, less frazzled. Um, yeah, you're really making a shift from being on accident to being on, on purpose, which is really cool. Thinking about things intentionally, put more emphasis on what you want and holding accountable, all of these things. It's like, like the magic is just starting. Um, no, Emily, if you, if, I mean, I, th I think that there's a lot of power in doing an affirmation in the morning. Um, and if you are somebody who's like, you know, I'm struggling to do it in the morning, but I really don't know how to make the time to do this in the morning. Like, listen, I get it. Little ones take over and the world, I mean, the morning goes by and all of a sudden you're, uh, you know, a hot mess of making breakfast and trying to get out the door. Um, there's a great book that really helped me a while ago when I really knew that I wanted to front end my day so that I could make space. Because what happens is you start getting into your business and you don't get 
you don't take care of what you want to take care of by the end of the day if it's not taken care of first. Um, there's nothing wrong with doing your affirmations in the middle of the day if that's genuinely what works, of course, but there's a lot of power to doing it to start your day. Um, miracle morning for real estate agents or even just the miracle morning in general or miracle morning for parents, whatever kind of fits. There's a whole umbrella of these miracle mornings, um, but it's a great book that helps to refocus, recenter, or give you some guidance as to how to establish a morning routine that works for you. Um, and then you, it's, it's hard. It's kind of like working out, like you start working out a new muscle and you have to give yourself a while to train into it a little bit, but I promise you the benefits are huge. Um, so the answer is affirmations are good. Anytime you can't do it wrong. Really. I do think there's a lot of power to doing it in the morning. Oh, you don't have to work out too, Emily. That's just cherry on top. <laughs> it's just a mental workout. <laughs> okay. So today is, and remember this is unofficial ninja, but we are really talking about the ninja principles and how you can implement them into your business to start just amplifying everything. So this week is all about flow. You will hear either me, somebody, or, and you hear it outside of real estate too, but flow is such a foundational, um, big idea that's easy to do. It's also super easy not to do. So we're going to talk about some ways, um, of what flow means, what it does for your business, um, and how to stay in flow for your people. But just like I talked about, you know, just kind of getting a catch up, just like every day in our journal, um, or wherever it is that you're writing them. Um, I think it's really powerful as a collective here. If we start our day every week with Ninja, now that it's part of our routine, um, to share something that we're grateful for. So I think that when you start things with gratitude, whether you haven't done it yet, um, whether you've had a funky conversation at some point, this conversation I or this morning, I sure know I have, um, or you just need to start your day um, with some good energy going in a good place. Let's start with some gratitude. Um, so I'd be curious to see if anybody has any gratitudes to share. I know I do. Um, I am beyond grateful to see how committed and dedicated you are all to this because I know the power that comes from it. Um, I'm also super grateful. I don't know if many of you know this. I'm also super grateful that I have an almost a uh, 12 week little baby boy growing in me in a healthy little body. So I'm very, very grateful for that right now. So um, that is my gratitude that I am sending out today. Oh, I didn't mean for it to be something so big, uh, but it is um, something I have lots of gratitude for. So, um, but I wanna see you, thank you. Thank you for all the well wishes. I wanna see your gratitudes. <laughs> Another home project near completion. I love it. I can't keep up with all the scrolling. <laughs> Grateful for this ninja series. Totally. It is. Yeah. I love that. Grateful for some time for myself. Yes, Alicia. Oh, grateful for coffee every single day. Grateful for one more year. Gotta just go off to college. Yes. Ooh, early morning yoga. I was with you, Nick. I did some yoga this morning too. It was only for 15 minutes, but I did it. Morning run from Melissa. 
Oh, Emily, I am so grateful for that too. I can feel the crisp air. We can see how happy everyone gets when they start sharing everything that they're grateful for. Positive, friendly interactions with a photographer. That's awesome, Sam. Tennis. Kathy, we're all grateful for your tennis too. You're going to be a pro in no time. Griffin, my boys are doing well in school despite. Oh, totally. I'm happy for that too, Melanie. That's awesome. Oh, Terry, that's a great thing to be grateful. I mean, all of it, it's always great. Like, this is making me so happy. So, uh, thank you all for taking the time to share some things you're grateful for. I hope, listen, <laughs> as silly as it sounds, like, if you're grumpy, if you're finding yourself in a funk, in a down mind space, like driving in a car, flip it to gratitude. Like, I am grateful. I am safe in this car. I am grateful that the sun is shining, or I'm grateful that it's cloudy today because I can't take another sunny day, whatever it might be. Um, Oh, Maggie, always help, always grateful for those puppies. Um, gratitude is a very free, simple, easy, powerful thing to do at any given time. And it always leaves somebody feeling better than, or yourself or somebody else you're around, um, feeling better for where they were. <laughs> Greg's grateful for sitting near Melissa. We all are, always. Blue skies. All right. Who's ready to rock and roll? So today we're going to talk about the big ideas of like the three core beliefs of ninja. Okay. And it might seem simple, but when you kind of boil it down, you're like, oh, that's really all like the three core beliefs that I need to be focusing on here. Um, one is focusing on that real estate is your career. I am not saying you can't do this as like a side hustle or a part-time thing like that works for some people, but in ninja, we really believe that real estate is your career and that is what you are dedicating yourself to when you take part onto the ninja path um you are your core belief in your company um your company is your real estate business so we happen to be hanging our license most of us at west and main homes whether here or in oklahoma city some here tuning in are at other companies but we are all our own independent contractors and we have a core belief that we are our own company and we have a core belief in ourself um, so we are, it sounds a little counterintuitive because Ninja is all about being customer centric, but you are the person that puts forth all of the customer centric ideologies and actions and beliefs. So these are the pretty, we, they're not something to like mull over, but it's just really kind of like setting your mindset on and real, realizing that you have the power to do this for yourself because you believe in it, um, uh, because you believe in what you're doing and you believe in yourself or you believe in real estate as a career. Um, the four big principles of Ninja, and, and remember this is all gonna kind of, like we're all kind of going like in a little spider web that's gonna connect us all together when we talk about flow, how to stay in flow and what that looks like. Um, but before we do that, it's also important to touch on, um, you know, we've talked about the mindset of Ninja and we're, you're going to see these four principles of ninja come through in different ways as we unfold the next six weeks after today, but seven weeks today. Um, the number one thing that we want you to know is it's to stop selling. Your job is not to sell. And you'll see what our first ninja principle is here shortly. But we're, we're not selling, okay? Um, another principle is having a business strategy. And we're going to cover that, I believe next week, I don't have it right in front of me, but um, is to have a business strategy, which helps us move towards being an on purpose agent and not an on accident agent. Um, we almost wanna make, I would almost make this one huge, but the a huge principle of, of 
ninja is being customer centric. Remember, it's not about you. It's about them. Um, you don't get to do your craft, your business or anything without your customers and allowing it to be customer centric is the fuel to make your vehicle move to wherever it is you want it to go as fast as you want it to go. So we're going to really make sure that that is a principle we're keeping in the back of our mind um, and working towards personal mastery, which means encompassing all of these things and almost like inter in weaving that into your lifestyle as both a realtor and just a person. Um, obviously you don't have like a business strategy for life, but you might have your life goals, like your life list. Um, and all of those items that are on there could be your personal strategy, right? So we can kind of work it in a different way, say it in different ways, but a big, a big, um, principle is personal mastery, which is working on all of the core beliefs, and all of the systems within Ninja. Okay, the first Ninja principle that we are going to talk about is, we kind of touched on it on the previous slide, is to stop selling, but to start attracting, okay? We wanna stop selling and we wanna start attracting. So you might say, well, like, well, what do you mean? We have to sell houses, how do you attract? So <clears throat> we attract things by having something of value. Okay. Um, and your mission and your job as a realtor in this space on this ninja path is to create value. Um, I'm sure that you guys have all had a phone call from a random person before that picks up the phone and gives you their 30 second elevator spiel, elevator pitch that says, Hey, here's this information. Here's what I know. Here's this data. Blah, 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 like, you know, like the show up and throw up. And you hung up the phone and you thought, all I did was just get talked at. I didn't get anything of substance, but more like gimme, gimme, gimme too. And you, you might have left feeling like, oh, that was kind of yucky feeling. Or you've had another kind of conversation with somebody or um, sat through an informational seminar, gone to a booth at a fair, whatever, and you learned something. You found out a piece of information that was completely catered to you with no expectations of receiving, right? So somebody delivering information to you, they didn't say, okay, so now give me something now that I've told you this information, but you left feeling like, wow, that was really valuable information. Those experiences stick with you. And I want you to notice it now kind of going about your interactions when you go places where you feel that people give value and how you feel about them or that situation after it happens. And I'm sure some of you can relate to saying like, well, yeah, when I feel that somebody provides me genuine value, right? So for example, like Megan Aller gives us um, market updates that are really valuable for us and really um, we can take with us and we don't feel like our gimmicky or anything like that, that really attracts us to wanting to do more business with her because she is creating value for us. Um, <clears throat> a lot of times you might say, well, how do I even know what to do to create value? Well, a lot of people will pay money for two things. If you can help them solve a problem to help their pain or to help them feel good, to help them feel pleasure. So we're going to talk about uncovering some of those pain and pleasure points as to how you can create value. For example, though, I'm sure many of you on this call have held um, open houses before, 
Okay. So you, I want you to start noticing, or if you hold, if you sit floor, um, if you start using this as a compass, pain and pleasure as a way to create value for someone, much like what you focus on expands, start seeing what kind of ideas and thoughts, um, flood into you as to how like oh they have a problem because they're not quite sure how the market flow works i can i can provide value for them i have all these market data research all these market reports that i can share with them or uh so you can solve a pain for them by creating value that's that is going to in turn make that person visiting your open house or on the phone from your floor shift um feel attracted to whatever it is that you're providing or giving um Let's say you, uh, to create value for, to help somebody feel good, um, you have somebody, you have a client under contract and they are feeling stressed and overwhelmed, um, but you have given them a roadmap as to how the process is going to go start to finish. They don't have to ask you a question before you provide the information for them. That is going to allow them to, that's valuable to them because they're going to feel good throughout this process. And then they're going to be attracted to you, which is going to also attract other people to you. So that's just a couple of examples of um, pain and pleasure. But people will pay money for both of those experiences to happen. And like I said before, your mission is to create that value that allows you to stop selling and to start attracting. I kind of touched on this before, um, but how do we uncover the pain or pleasure? And the easiest way, and I'm sure, you know, if you're in the room, I'd say like, raise your hand if you've heard this before, um, is to engage in forward questions, okay? So <clears throat> forward questions really cover anything in someone's life. You can ask questions regarding their family, occupation, recreation, and dreams, okay? So imagine, you know, you walk in, you're at like a backyard barbecue, um, with a couple of close friends or something like that. And Hey, how's it going? I haven't seen you since, um, last spring, your parents were in town. How've they been talking about their family? Oh, they're good. They're actually thinking about moving closer to where we are. Cause they're really having a hard time being away from the grandkids. Um, ding, ding, ding. There's a potential point of pain. They don't know where they they're going to live. They might have to relocate from out of state. Um, Forward questions are <laughs> totally Elizabeth. Like we don't know how to be social anymore. So if you just kind of go this way, it really helps. Um, uh, occupation. Hey, you know, what's new? What's new with you? Are you still working downtown as a project manager in that big tall building? No, I'm actually starting to work remote, but um, you know, I just have this one bedroom apartment and it worked fine when I worked downtown because I would go into the office every day, but I'm just starting to feel a little cooped up and cramped where I am. So I'm kind of on the hunt to, I don't know, see if there's a little bit more space out there. Ding, ding, ding. You've just uncovered for, it could be pain or pleasure, right? Like it's sometimes not up to us to decide if that's pain or pleasure for them. Um, but that might be solving a pain point for they need more space to something where they're going to go. And it's not always to like get something from them. But remember, the point of, of engaging in these forward questions is to uncover pain or pleasure. And when you uncover pain or pleasure, you're allowed to then create value. Okay. Or see what kind of value it is that would help whatever pain or pleasure they're experiencing. 
um, engaging in recreation questions. This is always super fun, especially um, where I live right now in Colorado. I mean, I feel like we are li literally in the hotbed of recreation. Um, hey, have you been out mountain climbing? Mountain climbing, right? That's a thing. Yeah. See, <laughs> I don't know. I just had a little like brain lapse. Uh, have you been out mountain climbing lately? Or did you get a ski pass this season? And uh, whatever. Yeah, I'm super excited. You know, I got the icon pass. So I'm thinking about... Um, maybe going in and getting a mountain home or something like that to get closer to weekend trips on the mountain. And not every single time you're gonna ask these questions, does it like immediately go to something to do with real estate? But you can at least uncover those points of pain or pleasure to create value, you know, hopes and dreams. Um, hey, you know, are you guys going on that trip this summer? Are you planning on, do you have any sort of um, upcoming plans that you want to do with your family, double whammy there. Um, you can really just uncover a lot of things to also just start asking about them, being customer centric. And ask these questions in a genuine, engaging fashion um, because we will use Ford for everything. And, and you know, like right now I'm kind of speaking to building rapport with people. If you've never met them before, the easiest way to make people feel comfortable with you is, engage, is engaging in these Ford questions. This is gonna be, um, you know, something to, maybe it might be a little uncomfortable, but something to try. But like you all have engagements with other agents you're working on a deal, whether it's on the opposite seller buy side. And um, I don't know about you, but I know that when I talk about like, oh, you know, I'll get back to you really quickly. Like I just have to grab my son from something. Then we start talking about family part of Ford, I know that the other agent has a family, we instantly have a rapport, okay? And it allows us for a rapport because it's gonna make our negotiations a lot simpler. Um, it also can do with, you can use this within your clients for negotiating terms with your clients based on some things that you've uncovered based on asking Ford questions. Um, and it also, like I said, and it will kind of just very naturally in turn go in prospecting. You get a uh, lead in from a website from a floor lead and you, you know, Hey, how you doing? I saw you looked at this house. Do you want to go do a showing right away? Like that's not going to make anybody feel warm and fuzzy, but if you engage with them quickly in some way, shape or form about some sort of Ford questions, um, Hey, I noticed you were looking at homes around Arvada. Um, do you like to hang out up there? Is there something in particular that is exciting for you? Like kind of speaking to recreation. Um, it, it, it unlocks a, an avenue for them to speak freely and comfortably and it allows you to start to uncover potential pain or pleasure. Um, Ford questions in, on any level are definitely your key to positioning yourself as the trusted real estate advisor, which is the goal. You want to become known as the trusted real estate advisor. Hotbed of recreation. It is. I really do believe that. Listen, I'm from Minnesota. All we had is lakes. Um, so has anybody used, um, forward questions before or had experiences with them and seen that like, oh, wow, when you start practicing and, and also I think there's a lot of value in practicing, right? Like think about some forward questions you could be asking about family. So it's not like, how's your family? That's great. Right. That's definitely better than not. Um, but engaging authentically with these Ford questions will bring even more power. Um, 
Yeah. And don't forget to listen to your answer. It's a great reminder. Uh, don't just talk to fill the void, but genuinely ask these questions to hear what they have to say, right? That's where the value is. And that's where the power is too. Totally. When you just don't build right in, it's going to build up that trust, which allows you to be the trusted real estate advisor. Your job is to create value. You're going to under uncover what kind of value you can create by potentially discovering pain or pleasure from asking forward questions. I had a referral who came in all business and I right away turned to complete. Totally. It almost also disarms people. That's a good reminder, Joy. Like when you start in with forward questions, you're no longer like, I'm this person, I'm this person, and we're here to talk. But like, it, it's kind of like you exhale and you engage like a human being. And then all of a sudden you're allowed to have this really magical little uh, conversation with people. Oh yeah. I feel like Ted Lasso is like the king of forward questions or just Ford. He's just, he just lives Ford, uh, which I think is really funny. Okay. Uh, Ninja principal. I'm still like reeling on Ted Lasso and how Ford he is genuinely right. Who wouldn't love to be in a room with Ted Lasso? So fun. Uh, Ninja principal number two is your business strategy. It is to first or focus first on the people who know you. Anybody who has um, ever worked with me, talked to me, felt in, in a conversation about like feeling stuck, not knowing where to go, or, you know, they want to throw out a wide cast net to everyone that lives on the front range. Uh, I will almost always say, that sounds great. Let's first focus on the people who know you. Um, and this is a really powerful little statement from Ninja that I'm going to read for you. But there are 10 to 20 transactions per year for every 100 households who know me, every households who know me. In addition, every person who knows, every person knows four people who will move this year. My mission each day is to discover and help people with those transactions and referrals. How do we discover those? Ford questions, right? Building those Ford questions. And you'll learn here, it's in flow. People prefer to work with people that they know, that they like, that they trust, and are in flow with, okay? Think about that, you know, if you have a vendor that you work with in the industry, if you have another client, if you even have like another agent, if you have another client that you've worked with, um, some like a hairdresser, something, whatever. How many of those people do you like and trust and you feel like are in like a good flow with these per with this person, right? You're not going to go back to someone. You're like, oh, I hate them, but I'm going to keep working with them because it's just that makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Like, no, you want to work with somebody that you know, like, and trust and are in flow, are in flow with. Uh, goal here is to help you build a smart business that is sustainable and has a high net income per hour. So in, in the way we do that is work with people who know us first and um, becoming that trusted real estate advisor by, by being the person that people know, like, and trust and are in flow with. I don't know if you've seen this statistic before, but every single person most like on average knows 
12 realtors. I, I mean, how many of us know that that's true, right? You go somewhere and they're like, oh yeah, my friend's a realtor and my uncle's a realtor. And you know, like, you know, a lot, a lot of people know a lot of realtors, but the challenge is how do you become their realtor of choice? How do you stay top of mind? And the key to this is to stay in flow. And we're going to show you how to stay in flow with these people so that you do stay top of mind. So that when there is the, when you're one of 12, you're number one of 12. Okay. <clears throat> flow is the key to becoming the realtor of choice. Okay. So flow is essentially the frequency of interaction. Flow is the frequency of interaction. And there's two types of flow that we're going to talk about. One is called live flow. It's either face to face or it's on the, or it's on the phone. Okay. So anytime you are at a, uh, kid's birthday party or God, like when I did this a while ago, I was way more hip, like at a bar having fun, but at a kid's birthday party, um, and you're having a conversation with another parent or another family, uh, and you're engaging in forward questions like that's live flow. That's talking in person, um, face to face. Another way, picking up a phone call. Hey, Scott, you know, how's it going? Last time you, you, you just made the move from California down to, uh, Denver. What's going on? Have you found a niche in your favorite coffee shop yet? Right. So it's picking up the phone and having a live flow. Um, so I was just going to say that, Joy. So if you go to a ninja installation, they will say that texting is technically not live flow. Personally, I have a lot of sphere who, if I pick up the phone, they're going to be like, can you text me instead? Uh, so I personally do believe that texting is part of live flow. I think it's a natural engagement um, of, you know, having allows for a frequency of interaction. So I think use your best judgment. If it's somebody who is never going to respond to a text message, but that's how you're trying to engage with them. Um, it is not necessarily hitting on that live flow bucket, but I think if it's a genuine authentic interaction, texting definitely counts as live flow, especially if there's a little bit of a back and forth. Um, Totally. I really, I've had some really great conversations with people catching up via text message. And I feel like that's a genuine live flow interaction. Um, the other type of flow, so we have to have both, but the other type of flow that we have is auto flow. And that's something that's, I mean, auto automatic flow. One of those things being the news like electronic or sent by mail. So for example, Weston Maine gives us, provides a beautiful, well thought out, um, newsletter every single week that gets sent out. So that's an auto flow situation. That is something that imagine kind of picturing it happening in the background, click, click, it gets delivered. You're still right. You're in their email fold. You're still top of mind, real estate alley, real estate alley, um, or mail. Okay. Two personal notes. That's part of being, that's part of, mm, it doesn't really fit into this category, but mail being more uh, it could be part of being in flow with people. I don't, I don't want to say it cause it's not automatic. You're not sending the same person a personal note every single month, unless that's part of your strategy, but more so the magazines postcards being sale or being sent out, whether they are, um, like a boomerang postcard, which is like little coupons that are 
coupon postcards that are specific to certain regions and areas or the West and Main like market stats are farmer's market. Like they, I think the sports schedules just went out, I think. Um, so Lisa, I'm actually just going to pause right here. So need to be careful that texting is not spamming. So when you're engaging, texting, the live flow text version is more one-on-one. -on -one. So I'm going to text you, Lisa, and say, hey, I just saw that so-and-so, you know, I just saw you post this picture of so-and-so and it reminded me to check in to see how things are going with you. So when it's a one-on-one -on -one engagement, I don't think you have a lot of fear or a possibility of it becoming spammy. But if you do just send out like a mass text message that has no personalization to it, then for sure it could become spammy. Um, so we have live flow, which is intentional, face-to-face, person-to-person. Um, and then there's auto flow, which can be more targeted to the masses, but it's kind of something happening in the background. Emails, newsletters, postcards, the magazine, um, something, you know, something that's sent out more on a broad scale. So the best types of flow are um, def obviously valuable, right? It solves a problem or it helps people feel good, hits to pain or pleasure. Um, so also right, remember our job is to create value. So let's create some value here. Um, and in those one-on-one -on -one conversations, they could be, you know, forward questions could become, could in turn provide something that's valuable. It's customized. Um, nobody in Denver County wants Boulder County statistics to be sent to them. So it's going to be customized to where whoever the person is. Let's, you know, like in an auto flow example, in live flow, it's customized to them because it's going to be speaking right to this person in face to face, text to text, phone to phone. Um, <clears throat> and sorry, I kind of jumped into personalized there, but customized to give you another example um, is, is not taking just something generic, but making it more um, specific, customized, branded, if you will. Um, to fit the mat to not fit the entire masses, but just to fit your masses. Um, and it's personalized, right? We, people don't want to say like, dear customer, speak to them. Who are they? What's their name? Um, and it's also a combo of art and science. So you'll notice Western Maine does a really nice job, for example, in all of our marketing pieces, uh, really combine typically a mixture of art and science. So if you look at like our, our magazine for listing and buyer presentations. Um, it has beautiful visuals in there, but it also has like really concrete examples of things. So it hits for both, how both people's, how both minds work typically. Our postcards typically alternate of some statistics is very science and something like the farmer's market postcards is gonna be very art focused. Um, so people like to see a combination of both. Nobody wants to just see statistics 24-7. Nobody just wants to see art and fluff 24-7. Um, some people do, but you have to be able to create and hit for both. Um, here are just some examples of different ways to incorporate either art or science into flow. Um, and, and you'll notice to hey, maybe you do, maybe all of the flow, you know, like if you were to look at your actions and now we can call them flow or live flow or auto flow, maybe all of your actions really only live in the art category. What items from the science category could you start to incorporate with more in order to maybe 
capture a more complete attention of your audience or of your database. Um, I think that that's really powerful. So this is in, I'm not gonna go through and read every single one of these here, but start to notice the difference between the two. Have any Have any of you guys noticed that like, you can, you can appreciate um, a well-rounded exposure to both art and science pieces and how it can kind of speak to you probably more clearly, loudly, whatever, however you want to phrase it. Um, I certainly know I, I do. Like, great, I love, I love these like little notepads or I like the cute little coupons, but then I also really like to like know what's going on in my neighborhood. What is the market stats? What, are, what do they read? What's going on here? Um, investment analysis software, like, or learning about what uh, capital gains tax means or whatever, uh, whatever little tidbits of information you can provide. It just starts widening your your sphere's scope to see you as a trusted real estate advisor. They're like, oh, you know fluff and subs substance or whatever that might be. Um, yeah, finding, ba finding balance of the two, just start to see how your conversations change or what you're attracting changes a little bit too. <clears throat> okay, so I know we're talking about flow and it feels like we're going like a hard left, but part of being in flow is running the business. Okay. So there's going to be two parts of this business of this business that we're all in and there's doing the business and generating the business. Okay. So the big overarching ninja routine, <clears throat> the key here is to show up. We talked about it last week, show up both mentally and physically. Okay. That's why we start our days with gratitudes, affirmations, sending two personal notes. Um, we'll get to that part, but sending gratitudes and affirmations that allows you to show up mentally and showing up physically. I don't know, get some rest, do what you need to do. Do you need to exercise in the morning? Part of it is taking care of yourself in order to show up for your, to show up for yourself and for others. Um, <clears throat> so a lot of times people say, well, I don't even know how to structure my days. Like I just kind of all of a sudden it's two o'clock and before I know it, I've looked at some emails and all of a sudden I got a showing schedule, but I had this project I have to work on and now I'm having a conversation with a seller that I forgot to have or whatever, right? I know that I have been in that situation before where it's three o'clock in the afternoon and I'm like, what happened today? What was I supposed to do today? I think I left a couple of things off. Oh shoot, I'm behind on this. Anybody else? Anybody else had an on accident day, maybe a couple of days in a row because sometimes they pile on top of each other, right? It's really hard in this industry because we don't have bosses, really. We are our own bosses. Um, so it's really hard sometimes to provide ourselves the structure and the outline of what we're supposed to be doing. So a really general way to do this um, is to think about your day in two halves, right? So in the morning, so whatever that time looks like for you, for me, it's usually somewhere around nine o'clock in the morning, my morning starts. I've already done my gratitudes and affirmations at this point, but I drop off my son. I'm able to like really tune in by about nine o'clock in the morning. That's my time to work on my business, okay? Around midday, would be a great opportunity to grab lunch with somebody, grab coffee with somebody, have a phone call with somebody, live flow opportunities, right, for midday. And then in the afternoon, 
to work in your business. Okay. Working on your business are doing the, and what you'll see here shortly are doing like the ninja activities. Okay. And the key to working on your business is going to be your database. When we say working in your business, that would be scheduling showings, going to a listing appointment, um, running, creating CMAs for a listing appointment that you have coming up, um, doing some setting up MLS searches. Um, those types of things are going to be working in your business, actually doing the things. Okay. So if somebody is, if you're struggling with how do I structure my business and my days in order to, um, you know, like get all of this in so that it starts to make sense. So I can actually be on purpose and not be so on accident. Maybe start splitting up your day. And maybe it's not so rigid that it's like up until noon, but maybe it's from nine till one. And then from one forty-five until four, when you're able to shut it down. Um, and you know what that also takes is a little bit of courage to say to you, listen, sometimes we need to show a house at nine o'clock in the morning. Cause it's the only, uh, showing slot that we were able to get. I'm not saying don't do your job, but what I'm saying is if that means that you have to, your, your client says, yeah, I'd like to see this house today. Great. I know that I show houses between 1:45 and four. So I'm going to look at showing times between then and then and see if that's a possibility. Right? So that's how you can work in your business and be a little bit more intentional with having flexibility as well. Okay. <clears throat> Another thing I mentioned here was your database. We haven't talked a whole lot about that, but we're going to start building our database here. So your database, the people who know, like, and trust, and who you are in flow with, is the central nervous system of your business. Now, some of you might be on like day four of real estate. That's okay. Some of you guys might be in like year 15 of real estate. That's awesome. Um, that is just going to show you the difference probably in database sizes. When I got started in real estate, my database was decent, but my database in Denver was zero. So I had to work to build my database and I did the activities that helped build my database, like open houses, floor shifts. And I was allowed to, I was able to grow my database to people who know, like, and trust me by engaging in forward questions with those people that I met. And then they in turn became in flow with me. Have, if at this point, if you have not done so yet, it is going to be a really, really, really good idea to create a database. It can be as simple as a Google spreadsheet, Excel, whatever it is that you use that says their name, their, as much information as possible, their name, their address, their phone number, their email, that's going to allow you opportunities then to get in flow with them. So if you don't have a database yet, it's going to be really, remember, it's the central nervous system of your business. And if we don't have a central nervous system, then we're like a floppy rag doll. So don't be a floppy rag doll and get yourself a database. Okay. In later weeks, you'll learn that part of your job is going to be updating your database weekly. Okay. So we need to have a database in order to be updating our database. You with me? I see sometimes a little thumbs up go, oh yeah, see those cool things. I never knew that that existed. I like those. Those help me know that we're all together. All right. Now, 
This is my favorite thing in the whole entire world. And it is the Ninja Nine. So the Ninja Nine are the nine habits for success for getting and giving the business. It also helps you stay in flow. If at any time you're like confused about what to do for running your business or you feel like you're in a slump, the two words Ninja Nine should come popping to the top of your head. Ninja Nine solves everyone's problems. The Ninja Nine is, create, is compiled of five daily habits. They should take anywhere from 15 minutes to a half hour a day. Sometimes it takes up to an hour, just kind of depending on what you got going on. And that's like the Ninja Five, okay? And then there are four weekly habits. And they should take about two to four hours a week, okay? Not all at one time, but remember, a week. So over a, a week's time span. Um, so we're going to focus today on learning the five daily habits. But I'm going to show you what the whole Ninja Nine are, okay? So the Ninja Nine are your keys to staying in flow and running a customer-centric business. If that's real, Greg, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Has anybody seen the Ninja Nine before? Um, and it's always good. Like, I always get refreshers. I'm like, look, I, like I read this book every single year, like I said. Nothing here to memorize. It's going to be here for you to, you have it now. Um, and something we're going to um, cover over and over and over and over again. Okay. While you guys are all playing Atari in the chat, um, I think, I have no idea, um, we're going to talk about the Ninja Nine over on this side of the screen. <laughs> um, so the Ninja Nine consists of five daily habits for success and four weekly habits for success, okay? The five daily habits for success are daily gratitudes, affirmations, and review your life list. There's a reason I had you start doing that last week. So now that you have your life list made, one of your daily habits is going to be just to read over it, to look at it. Remember, what you focus on expands. Pull it into your reticular activating system. You're going to start finding opportunities that's going to fund your life list. Part of some of those um, affirmations or some of that activity might be writing an affirmation. Uh, it might be one of your affirmations. But writing gratitudes and affirmations are going to be um, something that puts your energy towards funding that life list. But that's our first daily habit for success. Our second daily habit for success is show up, stay on schedule and time block if needed. That's kind of why I touched a little bit before on, um, on working on your business in the morning and working in your business on the afternoon. If you need some structure like that, and then you can, you can, time block even further than that. From 9 to 10, I'm going to look at my emails. From 10 to 11, I am going to write my two personal notes, focus on my hot list, focus on my warm list. Okay, or what, when we'll talk about those. Um, I'm also then going to do my customer service calls um, in the morning as well, which we'll talk about in the weekly habits. But time block if you need to. But stay on schedule. Don't find yourself scrolling through Instagram because what part of being an on-purpose agent does that show? Unless it's part of your business strategy that you've scheduled in 20 minutes for Instagram engagement because it's a really large part of your business, right? Just make sure that's on purpose and with intention. 
Um, one thing we're going to be adding in this week is going to be writing two personal notes a day. Now, there is a reason that our offices are stocked with beautiful cards and stationery to be sending out to your sphere. Um, and the goal is to be sending two personal notes a day. Um, I have, I just have to put on stamps on mine, but I kind of, I used thank you notes for everyone that sent my son birthday gifts. Like those are my personal notes. I have 10, actually it took up nine. So I have one more note that I'm going to be sending out to somebody I took a class with this weekend as a thank you. So that's 10 personal notes right there. Just note that the personal notes are for Monday through Friday. You, you don't have to, I want you to do your gratitudes and affirmations actually all weekend long. I think it's a great habit, but your two personal notes just have to happen Monday through Friday. But part of your daily habits is two personal notes a day. Okay. I always get the question, I'm brand new and I don't know who to send my personal notes to. It doesn't have to be about real estate. There are millions of birthdays listed on Facebook. People post pictures of stuff all the time. People love just getting a note card that says, hi, I was thinking about you. I hope you have a great day. That's it. Done. Send a personal note. To, you probably have an office full of people that maybe you do know or you don't know. Maybe it's a great icebreaker to get in touch with somebody. But I don't know about you, but when I get a piece of note, in the, when I get a piece of mail, I don't get them very often. Um, but they make me feel really great. And I certainly feel great sending them. So that's going to be something that um, we are going to put in our personal notes. Ben says, do you put your business cards in with the notes or when or when not to do that? It's a great question. Um, if I'm sending somebody a, and I'm not always sending Weston Maine branded cards, like eight out of 10 times I am. Um, but I have a couple of different ways. If I'm sending out a card to um, a business that I worked with recently, I'll probably put my card in there just in case. A lot of times I actually put a sticker, my, one of my stickers on the back of a card. Um, people are likely to turn it over. If they do, great. If they don't, great. But that way it feels super authentic while still having my information there if they need it. Um, I think it's kind of a use your best judgment. I don't think that there's a some people send, put their cards in a birthday card when they send them off to people. If, if that works for you and people respond well to it, do it. If it doesn't work for you and it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Your name is signed. You can always call up, you know, call them or text them after the fact um, to let them know that it's you. But I think use your best judgment is is a really good rule of thumb. Um, yes, I have Weston Maine personalized stickers and I ordered those by going to... Um, westinmainmarketing.com. You can order different types of stickers there. Of course, they're in my car and not here to show you as an example, like the great instructor I am. Um, mm, no, but, or like I'll send these stickers in too. I put this stuff in everywhere. I love putting in the spread kindness one. Oh, thank you. Melissa is going to give me an example. So sometimes I will grab um, like here's an example and I'll grab a Weston Maine sticker and put it on the back of a hold please um, and do it like this and just put it on the back of a card that way your your information is still out there but it's not like oh it's a business card happy birthday you know but or whatever it might be allow it to be authentic uh, but there's definitely a lot of ways. And there's a lot of resources here to send personal notes for any reason, purpose, whatever. 
all you need is the stamps. Um, another uh, daily habit for success, and this is going to be part of your homework, um, is to be focusing on your hot list and focusing on your warm list. And we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about what your hot list and your warm list is. But remember our big database that we have from your database, you're going to pull out and create a warm list on there. And from your warm list, you're going to create a much smaller hot list. Okay. So your five daily, every single day, this left column should be happening. And remember what we said on this slide, five daily habits, 15 to 30 minutes a day. Sometimes it might take an hour if you're like looking at your hot list and you're really like diving in deep or something. Um, 15 to 30 minutes a day for that, for those five actions. Okay. And then the other four components of the Ninja Nine are your weekly habits for success. So you're going to focus on your client calls weekly. Anybody that you have under contract, they get a phone call. Okay. They want to get updated on dates or deadlines that they have coming up, what they can be expecting, anything that needs to be brought to your attention. That also counts as live flow, by the way. Personal call to your clients. Um, anybody that's actively looking, maybe you have a quick little update like, hey, over this last weekend, I noticed a lot of homes sat on the market and we saw some price reductions. I know you've been kind of waiting. So do you feel like maybe this weekend you're ready to go out looking? Boom, live call or live flow and client calls weekly, okay? Another weekly habit success you're gonna do every week, not every day, every week is to schedule or send two real estate reviews. We're gonna get into those later, not today but that's something that we're going to add into our weekly habits for success. Um, you're going to schedule 50 live interviews, which is like live flow. Okay. Um, schedule, or I could, you could also write the word like do or perform or participate. Um, so any, you know, within any given week, 50 conversations. I don't care if it's a barista at Starbucks, if it is somebody um, at a soccer field where you are, if it is um, a client you run into um, and, and I, I mean, honestly, especially in like this day and age, and this is like kind of non strict ninja, but I don't know if any of you have like engaged back and forth from like an Instagram post or something like that. Like, I think that that's a really live authentic engagement, especially if you, have a conversation with somebody, but you're engaged, you know, engaging in 50 live interviews or live conversations in a week. Um, does 50 include texting? Yeah, Gabe, I think so. If it's one of those like in, engaging authentic conversations, I don't necessarily think that saying like, Hey, have a great day. And there's no back and forth, any sort of like back and forth in a text message really is an authentic engagement in a conversation. Uh, but I do think that you can, you know, build some rapport, gain some understanding, uncover any sort of pain or pleasures, forward questions, et cetera, within texting as well. Um, <clears throat> oh yeah. I, for you'll be in, my husband gets so annoyed with me when I go to, and I'm like, Oh my God, how's it going? What, what's your, uh, have you had any, you know, interesting customers come by today? My husband's like, do you have to talk to everyone? I'm like, do you have to be quiet to everyone? Uh, no, it's, you'll start finding yourself just naturally engaging with people all the time. Um, the last weekly habit for success you're going to be participating in eventually is updating your database and looking for property matches weekly. So 
this really comes into play. Did you hold a floor shift and you didn't add that person you met into your database? Make sure every single week, anybody that you've met that week or come in, had an engagement with or anything like that, make sure that they're getting added to your database weekly. So sometimes this is a really great, I don't think necessarily a Friday afternoon activity because sometimes you're a little like into the weekend real estate mode on Friday. I think it's a great like Thursday afternoon or Thursday morning activity. Um, but that is something you're going to be focusing on weekly. Really what we're going to be focusing on today is our five daily habits for success. And that's going to be something we're going to start folding into our week at this point. So we have our, you know, I said, let's talk about our hot and our warm lists. And you might say, well, how do I, even, like, what is a hot and a warm list? So your hot list comes from your warm list. So I'm actually going to kind of like counterintuitively go backwards here. So a warm list is just like people who want to buy or sell. And they also might not know that they want to buy or sell. Um, you know that they want to buy or sell because you see changes in their life. How did you figure out that there might be changes in their life? Asking forward questions. Thank you, Emily. Yes. So you uncover some of those things by those kind of conversations. These people, this is the key here. People on your warm list probably want to buy or sell within the next year. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you in the resources tab on the website for today, it's going to get added in there is like an exercise as to how to create a warm list or just different ways. Like if you're looking at your database, how to pull out um, people that might to put on your warm list. Okay. Once you have your warm list, you can then pull out your hot list. So these are people who want to buy or sell. They know they want to buy or sell. They want to buy or sell with you and they probably want to buy or sell within the next three months or so. Right. And that means like also in actively engagingly start their search. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to like close on their home. Um, so who can like, basically who am I writing a contract for potentially in the next week? What's their next step? What I focus on expands. So when, when I say your daily habit is to focus on your warm and your hot list. So once you have your database and you create your warm list, and that's going to be part of your homework this week, you're going to create your warm list and you're going to create a hot list. And listen, your hot list could be two people. It could be one person. Your warm list will likely be a lot, not a lot, but will be longer than your hot list. But your hot list doesn't, it's, maybe it's one person, maybe it's three people, depends on where you are within your business. Um, but every single, remember what you focus on expands. So every single day I am looking at my warm list. Who are these people on this warm list? What do I know about them? Who are the people on my hot list? What do I know about them? You're likely then going to go open up your MLS for the day to see any new activity. Well, what happens when you look at your warm and your hot list daily is you start seeing opportunity. So you're looking at this house that just got listed down the street and you're like, oh, that totally reminds me of the conversation I had with so-and-so who's on my hot list. I'm just gonna send it to them, make sure that they're aware of it. You're creating value, solving a piece, either that's probably bringing them, making them feel good. Like, oh, they remembered that conversation and they, they're seeing things that are of what I like, okay? So from your database, you're gonna create a warm list and a hot list. And if you don't know who to put on your warm list, and remember, 
there's no right or there's like no wrong answers here. There's, I'm not going to check you and be like, that's not a person on your warm list. I don't know. You know best. Okay. So you're going to go back into the, um, resources area for where you downloaded like the student copy for today. And there's now going to be a, a PDF in there that shows, gives you a little exercise as to like how to generate a warm list. And then from that warm list, see if you can pull out two or three people maybe that um, likely you're going to buy or sell within the next 30 days. And maybe you already have active clients, you know, they will just, they get put on your hot list. People that have an MLS search in, you know, going are likely on your hot list or warm list, wherever that kind of falls. Okay. So I did pretty well. I thought I was going to go long, but we did it folks. Our homework this week. This is where I might get long-winded. Um, okay, so every day you're gonna be focusing on your five daily habits for success, okay? So we're gonna add in a couple of things. You're already doing two items of gratitude and you're at writing your affirmations 25 times. Remember, it's just a single affirmation. I love closing two home, I love listing two homes or more per month with Western Maine. That affirmation, 25 times. Next day, that affirmation, 25 times, okay? You're also going to start writing two personal notes a day. If you're already doing it, awesome. If you're not, either grab some, make a stop in at the office, grab some note cards, maybe you have some at home. It doesn't have to be Weston Main ones. Sometimes I've just like gotten a huge pack off Amazon too. Whatever works for you, but we have them all here. Might as well use them, they're beautiful. Um, you're going to be writing two personal notes every day. Every day, you um, are also going to review your hot list and you're going to review your warm list. You're also going to create your hot and your warm list. Okay. So you might say like, ah, how am I going to track all this and send it to you? Well, the good news is, is this week, I know that last week was a lot for a lot of you like taking pictures of all of your affirmations and all of your gratitudes and all of that business. And I trust that all of you are going to be doing those activities. If you don't, it's only to your detriment and that's up to you. This week, what I want you to do is, hold on, I'm gonna try to finish this. This is my very um, unpretty, unfancy way that we're gonna track it. So, Every day, if you can see here, you're gonna make a right. You're gonna, of these five daily habits, okay? Oh, thank you. Uh, gratitudes, affirmations, two personal notes. I reviewed my warm list. I reviewed my hot list. Did I do it on Monday? Check, 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 check. Okay, this is gonna help you keep track of what you're doing. Did I do it on Tuesday? So make yourself a little grid, okay? For now, just for these habits. What I do want to see is your hot list and your warm list. So take a picture of your hot list and your warm list. And I want you to up, this is going to be your homework that I want you to upload is creating your hot list and your warm list. Okay. You got to do it sooner rather than later because you need to review it daily. Okay. So this is going to be your homework this week is to create your hot and your warm list. Yes, we will recap these um, and submit it that way. 
but you're going to start seeing this is, we're going to start working on being in flow. Adding those personal notes in there is huge. Okay. Somebody asked before, how do I track like any like conversations I have? Um, if you have a database, like you can create a little note. If it's a spreadsheet, you can create a little note, um, text and, you know, text conversation on this date or whatever. Eventually in our planner that we're going to roll out, we will have a space for you to record those things. And we'll show you what that looks like at that time. It's a lot to over to, to do at once. Um, but that's, that's the key to it. So every day, gratitudes and affirmations. You're now also going to be writing two personal notes every day. So you're also going to probably need to go get some stamps. Um, review your warm list daily. Review your hot list daily. And don't forget to create your warm list and your hot list so that you can review it. Um, these are uh, some great resources within the Ninja U um, platform that I found to be helpful and engaging. Um, check them out. I thank you, Angela. She posted a great YouTube video on the channel last week that was helpful to, I, I can't remember what the topic was that was a little bit more in depth with it. Um, but again, these are suggestions. The podcast is always a great place too. Um, it just deepens and expands on some ideas here that I'm just tip of the iceberg sometimes even talking about. It's all really great stuff that we're talking about, but that's even deeper and even more um, in-depth information. Any questions or things that you guys have before we sign off for today? I know we're a little bit long, so I'm trying to wrap you up. In a little bow. And just remember, like, just show up and just do it. That's the key. It's really easy not to do, but it's really easy to do. So if you do it, it works. TW. This stuff works. I promise. It really does. I just, I, uh, I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, of course. I had like a buyer who has been literally in my sphere for like four years get back to me and she's like, Hey, I'm finally ready to get off this. And, um, I'm in a serious relationship and we're actually going to be looking at a single family house. Can you up our price point to here and narrow down our searches to here? And I'm like, of course, like, that's great. She's been in my auto flow. She gets my magazine. I check in with her. I send her personal notes from time to time. Cause she's definitely on my warm list. So she doesn't need like 24 seven attention. Um, but she came right out of that woodwork and, all I thought was this stuff works. So I appreciate all of you go forth, ninja your way through the week and um, keep doing your thing. I appreciate you and have a great week. See you next week.